The Pro Act Know How. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, what we're looking at today is how uh, living and working abroad can be a taxing life, um, and we're going to try and put that simply for you uh, and have a look at um, <clears throat> what the issues are in general for expats and UK expats living and working abroad in the EU and in, in Cyprus. Um, with the UK tax, even if you're non-resident, if you've got income arising in the UK, um, then you could have a, a self-assessed tax liability and payment to make in July each year. Um, but also, if you're selling property in the UK and you've got a capital gains liability, there's a return that needs to be done straight away. So for more help and guidance on that, uh, we can help you get those returns done. With the property sales now in the UK, not only do you need to do the tax return after the time of disposal, but you also need to do another return um, sometime uh, at the end of that tax year uh, to confirm the amount. So if you sold, anybody who sold a property between April 22 and April 23, uh, should have done a, a capital gains tax return within 60 days and then they've got a, a, another reporting of that capital gains tax disposal um, uh, in the tax return for the 5th of April 23, which is due by, by the end of 23. So if you want any help and guidance on that, contact us at propartnership.com. <clears throat> We're also going to look at today some Cyprus tax in a bit more detail because it's a big thing for a lot of our Cyprus-based clients. Uh, and those with uh, expats with an annual tax year residence. When we're talking about tax residence, we're talking about you can be resident or non-resident. You can't be tax resident in two countries at the same time. So this is not always an issue for you to uh, consider. Where where are you permanently based and habitually based uh, with, in terms of your economic interest? It doesn't mean that you can't have income arising in one country and be taxed in another. Uh, but it depends, and uh, it's partly your choice, but it's not your choice when it comes to the law. So th this is what we look at. And um, so I want to have a look at a couple of other things um, uh, at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> if you've got a, a, a UK state pension, then that is incremented each year in April. So if you're within the uh, European economic area or Switzerland or, or Gibraltar, um, or certain other countries, but by no means all, um, then there's a, a social insurance agreement between the UK and those countries. So if you're receiving a UK state pension, you'll get the annual increase each April, uh, which is a cost of living index. Uh, but you need to be aware that if you're living outside one of those countries, you don't get that indexation. So if you're an expat and you go back to the UK, should let the tax authority know straight away because your UK pension will be then uprated to what it should have been uh, if you've been receiving a flat rate while living and working abroad. Um, and, and you will get that enhancement. But there's other, other circumstances that you should change, and it's the same with any UK benefit. But if you're abroad and you're receiving a UK benefit like a state pension, um, and your circumstances change, then you need to notify the uh, pension payment office. That includes if you become non-resident or, 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 or move back to the UK. Um, but it could also be if you get married 
or even if you start living with somebody, uh, um, not not in a marriage or civil partnership, it could affect your entitlement to to uh, uh, not necessarily state pension, but if you're receiving a, a bereavement pension as a, as a, a widow or widower, uh, then that could affect your, your entitlement to that that pension. So any divorce, any marriage, any change of legal relationship, even if you're abroad, uh, regarding a, a UK state pension, you should let them know. Uh, if you don't, or if you give wrong information, then you're liable to be penalties uh, uh, to, to be paid on that. <clears throat> uh, just a, a reminder, in, in terms of the tax season at the moment, anybody with a government service pension, uh, while they're living and working abroad, there's new double taxation treaties being signed around the world. So it's not for every country yet, but generally they are being updated. So do consider if you're an expat living and working abroad in another country, under what basis uh, is, the, is the tax arrangement? Because it could be that under the new t double taxation treaties that have been introduced in the last three or four years, that any government service pension um, could be uh, have the option to be taxed in your home country or be required to be taxed in your home country. So for UK expats with government service pensions at the moment, from April 24, um, those pensions will be taxed uh, at source in the UK. The good news is under a double taxation treaty, if your tax wasn't somewhere else, while it is taxed in that other country, it's not reportable. Um, in the country in which you're a tax resident. So if you paid a UK government service pension in 2024-25, um, taxed in the UK, obviously you've got your personal allowance, 12,500, which will be taxed for you. So that's extra personal allowance you've got on that pension. Um, but if it's over that, then you could be potentially paying up to 45% tax, and that could be unavoidable. Um, given the way the legislation is set out at the moment. Um, it's something to consider, though. If you've got a, a small government service pension um, below 12 and a half, it, and you've got the right double taxation treaty, you could be doing that now because if, if you have it declared back in the UK, you don't need to put it on your tax return abroad. So it could save you if you're getting 10,000 uh, pounds of government service pension in the UK taxed under the new rules, that could save you uh, um, five hundred to to two thousand pounds tax while you're living and working abroad. So, for more information on that, contact us at, at partnership.com. Reminder: the inheritance tax is still there for everybody. Uh, you can make certain types of gifts free of inheritance tax during your lifetime. So if you plan ahead, you can get that. Now, small little gifts of 3,000 a year are normally allowable. It should be reportable uh, in your tax returns. But, you know, bigger gifts can be made. And if you're gifting into a family trust, then you can avoid a lifetime inheritance tax liability of 20% potentially have that bigger gift um, exempt from any of the 40% tax liability that you've got on inheritance on chaos. So if you've got UK property, invest, uh, investment 
uh, or overseeing property investments or company and <clears throat> think about gifting that uh, while you, while, you know, during your lifetime and potentially avoid up to 40% inheritance tax on those UK gifts. <clears throat> For remote workers, there's um, big issues that are going around about uh, 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 health insurance and under EU law uh, now, uh, there's lots of different issues that need to be covered for you to get, get the insurance. Now, each individual country in the EU um, or uh, it, it have the right to make their own little rules for, for the locality, but the general principles are, are the same throughout. So there's a social insurance agreement that covers the uh, European economic area, but it includes Switzerland and uh, the UK, even though they, they have their own special agreements with the EU. Uh, so that allows a transfer of health liabilities. Now that's done through an S1. So if you've got uh, an entitlement to NHS in the UK and you go to live and work abroad, then um, you lose your entitlement to NHS unless you've got an S1 or a, an A1 from another country you can then transfer those rights to go and live and work in that second country. Have in mind though that the S1 is, is, is restricted on who that is, is applied to. So that could be applied to pensioners or people on a short-term working contract. So if you want to start working remotely and working across broader uh, uh, as a, um, and you're entitled to get an S1 or an A1 form um, the employer can still pay you um, and the S1 will give you the social insurance liability uh, uh, to cover healthcare in the country in which you relocate to and potentially other benefits if you've got those, for example, child benefits. So for uh, healthcare abroad and potentially other social insurance benefits, including child benefit, and you're working remotely, consider getting an S1 and applying and registering that in your country of tax residence. For more information and guidance on that, contact us at productpartnership.com. So thanks a lot for listening so far. The, the next part, I just want to review and confirm uh, with the Cyprus tax. It's the Cyprus tax system, which is an annual tax system, and there's many systems around the world with, with, with their, their, their tax rules. Um, but generally the principles are the same, but specifically for Cyprus, um, during the current year, you, you're supposed to estimate and pay your tax. So in 2023, um, you're, you're supposed to pay your tax. Now, for many years, it's been said in Cyprus, if your income is below 99,500, you don't need to do a tax return. That's technically not true. If, you, if you've got a company uh, with taxable income, i.e. it's not dormant, then you have a, a, a provisional tax return to do in July and December each year. If you're an individual with taxable income, um, then you could have a, a liability to make a provisional tax return. Now, if you, what, what the Cyprus rules say is that if you've got salary, pension, dividends or interest, you don't need to do that provisional tax return. Um, but that is referring specifically to Cyprus salary, Cyprus pensions, 
uh, not pensions taxed in Cyprus, pensions paid from Cyprus, dividends and interest. So when you've got salary, pension, dividends and interest that have been paid from, from Cyprus, the payer will, will deduct any health taxes due uh, and therefore there will be no or an income tax uh, that's due. So there's no additional taxes that are due on that. So uh, an expat <coughs> who's got salary or pension or dividends or interest from abroad, no matter how much, is going to have a Cyprus tax liability, even if that's only the health tax at around 2.5%. Um, any worldwide income is going to give rise to taxable income, and therefore uh, an expat should do a provisional tax return, and that will be due in, in July and December each year. Um, as ever with Cyprus, they open the portal and you can pay during that window, but actually it doesn't become overdue until it's more than a month late. So the time for paying a provisional tax uh, in, in, in July, the deadline for ultimate payment is, is the end of August. So consider that because if payments are late, uh, there's an interest penalty on the tax that's overdue, uh, which could be as much as 10% if, if that first assessment is not made by the 1st of October. Uh, the second uh, tax, uh, provisional tax amount is payable in December um, and before December each year, you can make an adjustment to the tax uh, for the amount that's due and, um, uh, and to either increase or decrease the amount. It's important that by the end of December, uh, you've got an approximate amount, which is at least 75% of, of the tax that's due, because otherwise you can impose an additional penalty on, on top of that. Uh, for, for an under-declaration of the tax. So any, any final revisions can be done by the end of December. So it's important now in July to, to do something and, and get your um, uh, estimated income in. You can revise that by December, but then it has to be in line with your tax return next year. So the balancing payment for 2023 will then be due by the end of July each year. So the end of July is when the tax return for 2024 is supposed to come out and be available for March to submit by the end of July. So this year Cyprus is late. So the, the, the tax returns didn't become available to submit in July. They didn't become in March. They didn't become available until the middle of, of July. And so the, the deadline for submitting them has been extended to the end of September. And any balancing payment has to be made by the 2nd of uh, October uh, 2023 on 2022 income. So if you're an expat, you just had salary or pensions or dividends or interest or any other type of income from abroad, that's not been taxed at source, not been paid tax, Cyprus taxes, including the health tax, then you have a liability to to pay that balancing payment, which you can't make until you do your Cyprus tax return, which is due now. So again, if you need to do that, you need to do, be aware that you may face penalties when that return is submitted. So for more information and guidance on that, contact us at proactpartnership.com. Proact Cyprus office is geared up and submitting returns on a regular basis for expats living and working abroad. Um, um, from, from all jurisdictions. 
Um, and if you just need a, an online call or assistance of making a payment, we can do that, or we can offer a full tax return and resident service. You have to be tax resident in Cyprus to be able to do a tax return. You need a resident permit to be able to do that. Um, if you're working um, and, and you're a tax resident in Cyprus, you can get social insurance, which is additional tax that you have to pay, but that will give you a healthcare entitlement. And if you're not paying social insurance for living and working abroad, consider if you're entitled to an S1 or an A1 to give you that healthcare entitlement in Cyprus. Um, so that summarises where we're up to uh, today. I hope you found it interesting and of value. Uh, tune into the Living and Working Abroad show each week, um, 11 o'clock UK time, um, midday Central European time, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern European time, and, and find out more about living and working abroad. It can be taxing, but there's also ways to simplify it, and Project are here to help you. Uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be featuring um, other technical issues. Transfer pricing is becoming more robust around the world. So when an expat is living and working abroad and they are um, working on a company, you can have a, a company that's tax resident in one country and you individually can be tax resident in another country. Works very well for countries like Cyprus, 0% dividend. So we're looking at transfer pricing rules, which aim to firm up that to stop um, large-scale exploit of, uh, by big corporations for tax-avoided schemes. Uh, so, and, and we'll also delve, as we go into the, through the summer, looking a bit more into social insurance and remote working rules uh, for taxes due in 2023 for expats living and working abroad, whether it's a UK return or your home country's return, uh, let us know and we'll see and, and we'll, we'll do what we can to help. You can book a free uh, a review if you're a new client online uh, at productpartnership.com. Uh, um, you can contact us there or you can also book a consultation. So if you just want some guidance and advice, we do online paid for consultations which are available uh, at our website go to our store at proactpartnership.co.uk. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you again next time. The Proact Know-How, brought to you by Proact.